I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hello, my loves. Hello, my loves. Hello, my loves. And welcome back to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. I am Monique. And I am Sydney. And we're going to talk about it today, Daddy. Let's talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Okay, so what are we talking about? What's the topic? We're going to talk about a birth of a nation, which we got a chance to see yesterday, Nate Parker's, and the parallels from that movie to what we're seeing from then and now in Hollywood. Okay, so first, can we just address the birth of a nation? Address it. Okay, so when Rob Lee said she was going to go see it, right, and she went to go see it, and I asked her, I said, well, how was it? And she said, it was, through the whole movie, it was very emotional. So I said, okay, and that's pretty much the reviews that people were saying. You know, like, just be prepared because it's going to really take you there. Mm-hmm. So when Cindy and I go to the movies and we go to the 115 showing, and we're the only ones in that theater, right? So that kind of throw me off a little bit because I think this movie is very important. But then to see this film and to see how Nate Parker allowed the true story of Nat Turner mm-hmm. to come to life mm-hmm. was... Beautiful. Because the only thing I've ever been taught about Nat Turner in school was that Nat Turner was a villain. Nat Turner was a murderer. Nat Turner was a troublemaker. Nat Turner was a shit starter. Like, there was nothing any teachers ever told me in school that said that this man was really trying to fight for freedom. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Mm -hmm. So to see him put this up on screen and to see the beauty of this man's purpose... I think it's a must-see for everybody in the United States of America and around the world. But I really think that The Birth of a Nation is one of those films that should be shown in schools, colleges, everywhere, because it really gives you an account that all of us didn't lay down. All of us didn't say that we were just going to allow it. In addition to that, I think what it it showed well was... An individual who right now he would be called a believer because when he was a a small child, uh, you know, during slavery, you're not allowed to read. You're not allowed to be given knowledge. However, it was found out that he was able to read. So uh, he was at least given the chance to read. He it was a pivotal moment. And we're not going to give away all the details, but. It was a pivotal moment where he walked in when the slave owner's wife was found out that he was able to read. And he walked into their library and he went to reach out and touch a book. And she said, no, those are white people's books. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not for you. Here's the book for you, but it's the best book of all. And it was the Bible. And. Needless to say, he knew that Bible inside and out, and he taught the people that were enslaved with him about the Bible, as this woman had purposely did, because she realized as a forward thinker that we can take advantage of this opportunity and provide him with the information that's going to allow him to calm his people down on behalf of us and teach them about their purpose to slay, to serve the earthly master as you would and as you should the heavenly master. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to see the evolution of his understanding of what it was that he was reading 
and then saw how the very people who gave him the book to read to serve the Lord were serving his people, it got to a point where he realized that everything that he was being told, there was something that contradicted it that made him realize, wait a minute, this this is not right. Because if we think about the Bible and what it teaches, the very simplest of terms, which is treat people in the manner in which you would want to be treated, love thy neighbor as you would love yourself, Mm. none of the white slave masters would have loved if they were enslaved. So what happens is when you see the continuation of this and he decided, like, we can't do this anymore, then all hell broke loose. The one thing that when I was sitting there watching it, it was a motivator for me. Mm-hmm. Because all most of the slave movies that we've seen, it has always had us being submissive. It's always had us being in a p- position of we just did not fight back. Now today, that still works. That 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 fear is still so strong in this community, baby. That fear of going up against a white person is still so strong. That's why you have black men saying, how could Colin do that? And we're looking at these black men saying, how are you saying that, black man? So it's still here today. But watching that movie, it motivated me in such a way because when Nat Turner did have to make that decision and he went to his mother, that was a very proud moment for me as a black woman because normally what we see in those type of movies is the women saying, oh, please, no, Lord, just let the master do whatever, don't do it. But to see those black women saying, hey, baby, I know this is going to be the last time I'm going to see you alive, but I'm proud of you and go do what you need to do. To see his wife say to him with her face so so unidentifiable Mm -hmm. for his wife to look at that man and say, I knew this day was coming and I thought I was going to be scared, but baby, go do what you got to do. I was proud as a black woman sitting there saying, I know we exist. I know that we're there. I know that that's not just the story that they want us to walk away with to say, we can't let this story be told. Mm -hmm. We can't let this man's legacy be told. We can't let them know that they did fight back. We can't let them know that everybody didn't just bow down and say, I will let you treat me however you want to treat me, and I'll say nothing at all. And then to watch the little black boy, to watch the black, I don't know what you call him. Was he the butler or just the house nigga? What was his position? He was the he was the he was the house man. The houseman. The house man. Mm-hmm. To watch him take a position of, what you doing? Oh, no, please don't. Nothing good will come from it. And then to see the little boy, and as he sits there with his hands over his ears, knowing, I walked y'all to this. But they can't give it all away. I'm I'm sorry, Daddy. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's one of those things where but it was a level of appreciation because within it, like most of the times, there are those individuals that may look like you but unfortunately they give you up because of the fear Mm -hmm. of the machine so you got a chance to see the dynamic that we are watching today so that when you hear about individuals speaking about how can Colin Kaepernick take a knee when the flag is up then we start realizing that the flag means something different to black African-Americans to Native Americans than it does to a lot of Caucasian-Americans. So when you hear African-Americans and you see a movie like this, and I want to be clear, because at the end of it, that was a different time, but still similar to these times, because now when we fast forward it and we look at Donald Trump, we look at Hillary Clinton And when you are a person of color and you're in the middle of it, whether you're Latin, whether you're Asian, whether you're black, and you're sitting there and you're watching these two individuals tell you about how racist one of them are, who do you believe? Come on. Who do you believe? When you when you hear uh, uh, and, and again, I'm I'm no more for Hillary than I am for Donald in the sense of. Of what's transpired in everyone's past, but I believe that her understanding of policy is a bit more, uh, uh, she's a bit more knowledgeable 
than that man, and her temperament is different. But what we're getting a chance to see, based upon how he keeps bouncing back, the Teflon Don uh, uh, attitude where no matter what's being done, it's being, it's an excuse for it. So when we see from then till now where you see that Nat Turner was demonized for committing murders. Yes, he did commit murders. He committed murders. But when you see that people in that film were raped and almost beaten to death due to the fact that they did not have a past that would allow them 10 steps away from their master's property, but Emmett Till would get killed for perhaps looking at a white woman, we then say, is that the same flag that uh, Colin Kaepernick is taking the knee to? Mm. Did we serve under that? Because, again, when we say the home of the free and the land of the brave, we're talking about individuals that were not free and they were slaves, and what is brave about that? So when we fast forward to to the trajectory of Hollywood and where we're at with this movie, we then say to ourselves, we still have those individuals that this is not about black and white anymore because you have individuals that are the same color as you, but will turn you in like Nat Turner was turned in. Come on, Daddy. Not because you did something wrong, but because they don't want to get caught up in the crossfire of standing up for their freedom. Sometimes people believe it is better to be under the knowledgeable of what is going to transpire on a daily basis under the oppression that is set out for you rather than what will happen if you stand up for yourself and have a conversation. So when we talk about a brother Lee Daniels, when we talk about a brother Tyler Perry, it's not because we don't love him. We love him. Yes. Because you are part of our community. But when I have a conversation with a Tyler Perry and he tells me directly about when Monique was supposed to be promoting the film and he says to me directly, you know what? I know you're right. It makes sense that Monique would want to promote the movie for free. But do you know what could happen if she won the Academy Award or even got nominated for the Academy Award? And then we said, well, you get millions from it. Why don't you cut us a check? I'm not in the habit of cutting people a check for what it is that they do. This check is going to charity. So we said to him, well, can you understand how we not in the the business of doing things for free? He says, I completely understand. But that ain't what he said out loud. That's what he said to us personally. And again, this ain't about calling people out. It's about calling people up because even Scrooge, even Scrooge, as hard as he was, you looked at him differently at the end when he started to realize what it was that he was doing. Come on. With Lee Daniels, we were there when he said, Mama, I know you're right. I just don't think it's going to work out for you because you're taking this stance. And the reality is, when it came down to it, see, people are not paying attention to you. That's the same man. that. What did he say about Halle Berry? That she was a bitch. She was a bitch to work with. And then he's going to say Monique is difficult. But, but people don't realize it's all because, guess what? He didn't win an award. And that's what he wanted to win. It was about an award. But nobody's picking up on it because Monique is a big, black, fat woman in quotes. What in the world... And how in the world is she not thankful for what it is that they gave her? And any additional stuff that we ask her to do, she should do just because of it. And what we're saying is when you see birth of a nation and you see it now, we ain't out here saying you go out there and you hurt people, whatever, because because somebody is white, they could be your brother. Because somebody is black, it does not mean that they are. And we can stand out there and we watch the sheriff that comes on all the time for the Republican Party. And we like, look, brother, you just said that the government was corrupt, but you part of the government. So why are you acting like it can't happen to you? Because the same people that are walking in the streets are the same people that are in the government. It's just human beings. So it's not about black. It's not about white but it's about the conditioning of the mindset that was started and then perpetuated from slavery. And you know, Daddy, I, I, I want to speak on something because in watching that movie yesterday, it made me say, Monique, keep standing. Keep standing. And I know there are a lot of people in Hollywood that look just like me 
that are saying Monique is dumb as hell. They are saying, oh, my God, why don't she just be quiet? Because let me tell y'all something. We didn't just start having these conversations. These conversations I've been having, baby, since I walked into Hollywood, a new shit was unbalanced, unfair, and unjust. I've been having them forever. But it was always, don't say nothing, don't say nothing, don't say nothing. And watching that movie yesterday, it made me say, God damn it, I gotta say it. Because if not, we will be telling these stories a hundred years from now the same exact way. And when we do bring up Brother Tyler Perry, see, what I say to Brother Tyler Perry is, brother, play your sister fairly. Because when you're telling folks how difficult I was, and you know that's not the conversation we had behind. Up until recently, where there's a director that he approached asking how was it working with Monique and that director said it was incredible to work with them and they let us know what transpired but then he won't come face to face and here's the thing Lee Daniels Oprah Winfrey Tyler Perry we welcome the conversation because again this is not about calling folks out it's about calling them up it's about interjecting some reason to why things are going the way it's about saying why are we going to be afraid to tell the truth? Because if one person is being treated unfairly, we're all being treated unfairly. It's not about just the black people getting treated unfairly because folks don't realize how many, there are way more poor white people in this country than there are poor black people in this country just by sheer numbers alone. So when you start seeing that, it's how do we create and how wrong is it of us as human beings to try to create a method? for all human beings to be treated fairly. You know, when, when somebody just wrote, so now Tyler is saying you're difficult, and they go, wow. Well, how do y'all think I felt when I heard it? How do you think that when you see the stories of Eartha Kitt and Paul Robeson and the ones that was blackballed simply because they said, time out, guys, this isn't right. This isn't right. And please understand, we ain't asking for nobody's sympathy at all because shit just is what it is. It is. But what we can't do is be quiet. That's what we can't do is to be quiet. So when y'all do hear Brother Tyler Perry saying, hey, Monique is difficult, I'm asking y'all to be courageous enough to say, how was she difficult? How was she difficult? When you hear people saying things that it, they just throw it out there, and no one's courageous enough to say, I need you to explain it. And if you look at the time charts, there was a show on called The Monique Show, whereby when you're that difficult, why would Tyler Perry have come on our show, then ask for Monique to come on that show? And I've had conversations with Tyler Perry directly telling me that, again, what we were saying was right. It was just, this is what you stand to get. And it's not just what's said, it's what's not said. See, what's said is, if you do this, this is what you can possibly get. Not what you can definitively get, but what's not being said is, these are the people that will dislike you if you don't do it. And I can't be there to have your back on that because I'm trying to warn you that the machine is real. The master is real. And we will sit there and we will have conversations about ourselves and, and and behind closed doors, but when it comes to it really mattering, no one says anything. So we saying we got to speak up because just like you heard the tape on Donald, just like many other people that you've heard in the past, one person spoke up and then the next someone else stood up, then someone else, and you start realizing this is not an independent experience. This is a culture. This is conditioning. And we are, as people, conditioned to be fearful of the machine because how in the world could our one little voice go against an establishment that's been in place since we were brought over to this country? Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You know, when I say that... I've been saying it since I got to Hollywood. And I remember when I first got the Parkers. And I'm going to tell y'all something. When I first got that show and I got that first check, that was more money than I had ever known anybody to make. 
I'd never known anybody to make that kind of money. Not my parents, not none of their friends, nobody. So I thought that was a lot of money. And when you see that you're getting five figures a week, that's a lot of money. But then when you know what they're getting off of your image, that's no money. And I've been having these conversations, baby, since I got to Hollywood. And when you see now, when it's coming out in writing, when they're putting it in our face, and you see, I just want to read to you, when you see the the disparaging... The disparity. The disparity, thank you, Daddy, of what Hollywood white actors are paid and black actors are paid. And then you say, well, is Monique difficult and demanding because she's simply saying, I can't accept those low wages? And she's simply saying, when I talk to you, I'm going to look at you in your eye because you look at me in my eye. Should I have to look down? But when you find out that this is a write-up from Global Grind. Now, Blackish on ABC is a hit show, a hit show. And they say Anthony Anderson gets around $100,000 an episode. Tracy Ellis Ross gets about $80,000 an episode. Now, when you see a show called The Gilmore Girls, which is a white show, Lauren Graham and and Alexis Beadle earns about $750,000 per episode. Then that's The Gilmore Girls. When you see that uh, Viola Davis and Kerry Washington, they say they earn around $250,000 per episode. Now here's the kick in the ass. Taraji P. Henson earns around $175,000 an episode, but Empire is the highest rated drama on television. They got the highest numbers in the history of that network, but somehow she seems to be on the lowest of the paying scale when it comes to television shows for black actresses. Now, here's where my fight comes in. When did Lee Daniels or Danny Strong go into the executives at Fox and say, listen, how is it that we have this black woman? We have the highest rated show on television, but she seems to fall in the lowest of the pay scale. If this is, in fact, accurate, what we're saying, it's one of those things where we're also saying, how can we not speak up about that? How can we not have a conversation about that? When you start seeing in the world that we live in today that you're executing the same performance or and on another network, you are getting higher ratings. You've got people who are decorated actors and actresses whereby their Caucasian counterparts are not. And yet they're not getting a fair salary that is offered to them. And why not? And we have to say, historically, when has there been parity in whether it's this business or macroeconomically, a broad scope of economics as it pertains to the United States of America, as it pertains to people of color? When has there ever been? When we look at unions, unions were created because people of color were able to be brought in inexpensively and people who were Caucasian wanted a fair wage associated with their time. But for us, when you go from making nothing to something and you were still surviving with nothing, now to give a little something, Mm, you should be satisfied. You should be satisfied. So when you see the parallels between a the birth of a nation, and you see what's happening in today's society, it's the reason why we say we can't be mad at Brother Tyler. We can't be mad at Brother uh, Lee Daniels. We can't be mad at Brother Will Packer. We can't be mad at Oprah Winfrey. If you go and you pull up super producer Will Packer's definition, just go put in Will Packer in your computer. And see what it says. It says known for being a producer of low budget films with high profits. Who reaps the low budget and who gets the high profits? This, the, the, the definition is right there for you. So when we're brave enough as people, not just as black people, but like with the same white people that's walking arm and arm with the black people, the same Asians, the same multicultural group that we see out there, but they're not focusing in on coming together and saying, if we work for one another to experience a fit, I'm just saying when we run into first base intellectually, if you make it to the base before the ball gets to the opposing team's mitt, you're supposed to be safe. Yes. 
when you run and you touch the plate and you touch the base and the ball comes in after you touch it and they call you out, that's called disparity. And what we're saying is how do we find a way to make it equal for everyone? See, we're not saying we want to be up above someone. We just we we've been fighting historically for what? Equality, not superiority. Equality. So when you're fighting for something as humble as equality, and now folks are getting a chance to see it because look at brother Donald Trump out there. Look at Hillary Clinton. Now it's all mitts off. And now Caucasian women are getting an opportunity to see that this Caucasian man has Caucasian men who are friends in high places. And now all mitts are off. It's a fight. Why? Because it ain't a black. It's not about black and white. It's about power. It's about who's in charge. And it just so happened that when we came here, we set we we kind of stood out as being different. You know, mm. the melanin in our skin made us stand out just like the Native Americans. They were labeled as being savages. So were we. But what is more savage to fight for equality or fight for the imprisonment of slavery? Mm. But but somehow we're monsters. Somehow we're monsters. And when you do watch a film like The Birth of a Nation and you say they made this man out to be a villain. And when you say they, let me be clear, black and white. Black and white. Though now when you see the movie, you say, wow, what a heroic person. I'm so glad they did that. See, I'm getting tired of we got to die. We got to die. For somebody to say, well, what they stood for was right. When Muhammad Ali was walking it, there was a bunch of black people, not just white. There was a bunch of black people saying, if this nigga don't sit down and shut up. But once he died, now we line the streets saying, oh, yes, Ali, Ali, Kirk Flood, who played for the Major League Baseball. Add on tame happiness. Same with MLK. Because... As we were watching when we went to the uh, museum the other day, yes, th- there were a lot of people in churches. They weren't interested in standing with Martin Luther King. Yes. They were saying, you a rabble rouser. You about to start trouble. Now, listen, we can live with a black and white fountain forever. If they don't want to serve us the sandwiches at the uh, Woolworth. It's okay. It's okay. But what happened is... Once we were able to have a water fountain that folks were able to drink out, once we could get served, the same people were afraid took advantage of those benefits that they were afraid to stand up for. So what we're saying is what you're standing up for is not a a chance just to fight. We're not looking for a fight. If we were looking to fight as a people, the moment where we were freed, we would have backtracked. Come on. And look to annihilate the, those individuals who oppressed us. What did we do? We said, let's try to assimilate into this culture. Let's try to play the game fairly and make it work for us. And humbly, when you have an individual, because you can't say it about yourself. I watch Monique and I watch people approach her and I watch them pay her with compliments. But I watch them try to not pay with the substantial amount of funds like they do with the compliments. And I've watched them be of all colors. And it does not have to do with white because guess what? If it was about white, it was a white man who would have been, who would have said what they said about Monique, but it was not. It was a black man by the name of Lee Daniels. It was a black man by the name of Tyler Perry who perpetuated. And as I say, we are very comfortable with having a conversation in front of them to address it because it's one thing to talk. That's why we say we love them. We ain't going to talk bad about them, but we will tell you exactly what transpired so that one day if someone who loves them, because I swear to God, I believe if Tyler Perry had a conversation with Medea, she'd be like, hello, <laughs> wait a minute, Tyler, you up there trying to tell her to go ahead and do a movie for free? <laughs> Tyler, now, come on. Medea would say, Medea would kick his ass. So you need to have a conversation yes. with Medea. Come on. Because she would say, Tyler, what how how good is it if you not making sure that your peoples are straight too? They're your people. D- Listen. They're your people. And when you call on her, Oprah, 
When you call on her, Lee, when you call on her, Tyler, guess what happened? She returns your call. She ain't calling you from numbers that's just going to disappear on your phone, Oprah. She ain't going to call you and then uh, uh, (laughs) not return your call. She's not going to do that. But what happens is this is the type of stuff that transpires behind the scenes and nobody wants to talk about it. And again, do we think Lee, do we think Tyler, do we think Oprah are bad people? No. It's the fact that the conditioning from the times of a birth of a nation are so real that in their minds, it is a reason to be fearful. It is a reason. When you watch Oprah Winfrey on regular TV, how many people of color did she have on there? I can count them on my hand in 20 years. Okay. But when she had to go and do this on her own, she realized what she thought that she had was not it. And I don't believe that Tyler Perry and her would have been chums while she was on the (laughs) network. That was not her cup of tea. But what we realized is just like... Just like when you see all the other upstart television shows, you saw people of color will support new networks that show people of color and their programming. So she deferred to that, which is nothing short of brilliant. It's called being able to see what the market has for you and adapting to that situation. So you can't do anything. But I tip my head and show my bald head. I tip it. I'll take that, too. You tip it to them because you know it's brilliant. However, however, when you are in a situation and you see a sister that you said they reminded you of you, when you see anyone and you say to yourself, listen, what are they really asking for? To be treated fairly? And you don't have it within your heart to say you're right. Because today, today, if those folks just came out and said, you know what? Everything that they're saying is real. How do we make this right? Guess what? It's kind of like what Jesus said to the young lady that rubbed the oils on his what feet. What did he say to he her? He said, all your sins is washed away. Come on now. Come on he now. He said, all of them is washed away. Come on. Because all we want to do is have real dialogue to say, listen, how can, can, how can we as a group? Again, this ain't about the color. Because in the words of Chuck D, every brother ain't a brother because of color. There's some white folks out here. There's folks of different colors out here that are more your brothers than your own family. Mm. Because you got people in your family that'll look at you like you crazy for standing up. They say you should sit down. Come on. So this ain't about color. We love everybody. Everybody. Even when they play you to the left, you still love them because you understand that fear is real. Fear is real. You know, when you go back to the history of black Hollywood, and there's a book called Bright Lights, Bold Boulevards by a brother named Donald Bogle. And when you read those stories, all of us are in those books. The only one that's not is Oprah. She is the first. But when you read those stories, all of us are in those books. You got to step and fetch it. Now, Step and Fetch It was not just the highest paid black entertainer. He was the highest paid entertainer during his time. Well, who was that? That was either our Will Smith, our Denzel. You always got one or two that they will let in if you just pay attention to our history. We've always had the one super black producer. Go back. It's always been that one, and it's always been low budget. So you've always got the one super black producer that could get the great cast of black people, but he was able to convince them on the next one. I got y'all on the next one. So when you look at the super black producers today, just read the book, and you'll read about them. And not one of them, I'm not saying they don't exist, I just haven't meant them yet. Not one of them was courageous enough to go into those studios and say, I am bringing you top-notch talent who is proven. How come this is getting ready to be low budget? What is it about these people that makes it low budget when all of their numbers are proven? They've all either had hits at theaters, hits on TV. What is it about them? But I've not meant the courageous super black producer yet. 
that has gone into the studio and said, because I got the top talent, you got to give me the top money. The ones that I've personally dealt with have been too afraid. They've been too afraid to go in and say, this is what I need. What I have been told is, I got you on the next one. I got you on the next one. And don't even have you on the one that they trying to sign you up for because what they sold you on wasn't true. So much so, everything is subpar. But it's nothing new because when I read those stories from back in the day, see, back in the day in black Hollywood, there were no trailers. Your ass just sit outside. So I guess now when they give us a trailer and it's subpar, they're looking at us like, don't you know what it used to be? You should just be glad you got somewhere to come in where you're not getting wet. And it's not everybody because there was a great experience we had. And we got to give props when it's due. When we did Bessie with HBO yes. and Queen Latifah, it was 100% top notch all the way. All the and way. there were white execs that we dealt with that was about their word. They did what they said they were going to do. And it got done. No situations at all. So we don't want y'all to think for a second that it's just all bad because it's not. Because HBO came in, they made an offer, we it got negotiated, everybody agreed, and it was respectful. It was a mutual respect. Who's that girl over there? I Her name eludes uh, me at the time. It was Angela um, over HBO? But it was a mutual respect. Right. Trailers were beautiful. What people going to say is because Monique said it's because she a fat girl. But the food was good. Everything was beautiful, okay? However, there have been some sets I've been on where you look at people and you look at these super producers and you look at them and you say, how could you? And you say, is that gas I smell? Is, is that gas? gas I smell in the trailers? And did the trailers blow up? Did they blow up? They blew up. They All the way up. All the way up. Oh, well, that's stuck. Come on, it's now. all the way up. <laughs> Come on. They blew up that if anyone had been in any one of those trailers, y'all would have been hearing news that there would have been fatalities because we would have died. Died. Because holes went through those trailers. We got no, we got no concern from the super producer, who happened to be black. We got no calls from anyone. The only ones we did get a call from was the director and his wife saying we want to make sure everybody okay. And they are considered brand new to the game but what they are was old school to respect and to treating people in the way that you want to be treated much love david talbot and miss talbot come on so at the end of the day it's one of those things again it's not about color at this point because we see that if it was about color then there would not have been six million deaths imposed by Hitler on the Jews because there were no black people around when that happened to kick up no dust. That was just white people, a uh, white man killing white people. When we look at what's happening right now in the presidential election, they are two white people going against one another. But what are they going against one another for? Power. But when we start looking at things from a standpoint that the most powerful thing that we can do is share in the power so that everyone has a say-so, because the more people that have a say-so, because you, the people that we're dealing with on a daily basis, they're trying to get what they need. You got folks out here trying to get what they want and what you need. They, they taking not only what they want, but they taking what you need. So when we get into a situation where we are able to fight for our poor white brothers, because... Oftentimes, we as people of color, Monique and I, we will walk into a situation where there are individuals that happen to be white, and you can clearly tell they're not doing the greatest, but I want to see them do well as well. Not because I'm black and because I've been oppressed is not going to take our loving compassion away from others who are being mistreated. And there is no color of any human being that exists that does not know what the violation of others as well as their own color of people have to put on them. So when we start looking at one another as spirits, as love, because we share in this earth and say, how can we take the power from the people who are ruthless? How do we take that away and how do we share in it 
and say, we're just trying to get what we need, y'all. We're just trying to play fairly. There should not be a group of individuals that get $750,000 an episode, but you have entertainers on TV that happen to be of color that have the highest ratings in the history of their network, but they're getting paid lower than these individuals. So is it not predicated on ratings that your bonuses and your value would be increased? How does that work? And the way that a lot of us allow it to work is silence. The way that a lot of us allow it to work is silence. And I remember one time I was having a conversation with an actress, and it's when our sister Angela Bassett had gotten nominated for What's Love Got to Do With It. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. And they were saying, well, if Angela was smart, she would take anything to come across the table. Mm -hmm. And I said, how could you say that? She was nominated for the award that says you're the best at what you've done. Why? What is it about Angela Bassett that she should take whatever come across the table? And that's the problem with us now, that we keep taking whatever comes across the table. And it's funny sometimes, Daddy, when I read people's messages, because people are sending me messages on Instagram and Twitter. You should have just been quiet. Right. You should have just been quiet because you see what's happening with your career. I do see what's happening with my career. And I'm at the best place I could ever be in in my career because I can look in that goddamn mirror and say you're standing for what is right. That's why when you say, how did they get caught up on drugs? How did they become an alcoholic? How did they become? Because when you look in the mirror, the person looking back, you're saying, I don't believe I did that to my people to accept that. Now, on the outside, it looks like I got the biggest house, the biggest car, my private jets, my private chauffeurs. But God damn it, I sold my people out to get this shit. There's a lot of that that's going on right now in this place called Hollywood. And Queen Supreme 100, when you said that there are a lot of our poor white brothers who don't feel the same about us, there may be, but there's a lot of them that do. And what happens is the because the television is divisive, you don't know how many of our white brothers and sisters really have love for us and though in comparison to what you see because if you know what it is to be looked at as you're a part of a group and because you're a part of the group this is why you shouldn't uh, uh have or you couldn't possibly be smart enough to know we can never ever lump in anybody into a group because we cannot condemn someone and then ask not to be condemned in the same way so well, this is not a group where we saying this is a plot against the man this is a plot for humanity. This is a plot for us collectively to win, not to destroy anyone and take one group down or something like that because we're all a part of the same groups. One thing that Ronald Reagan said that I do agree with, if this is probably the only thing maybe, is if some aliens came down in here with some weapons to kick our asses, though we would get our asses kicked, uh, because they, if they bad enough to fly from where the hell they are to come down here, we gonna pretty much be their bitches. But if that's the case, <laughs> it doesn't matter what color you are, because everybody gonna stand together. So why does it take for us to be in a war for everyone to stand together? Because every day is a struggle for a lot of people out there, and if we come together... You'll be surprised as they come together. Come on. When you see the Black Lives Matter 2 mo movement, because I want to put the addendum of 2 on there, because there's no lives that don't matter on the face of this earth, in my humble opinion. You know, baby, when you when they talk talking about color, mm -hmm. black and white, let me tell you about some white sisters. There's some real bitches. Tell them. And I know they ain't going to be fucked up because I call them bitches because they know I'm saying in love. Her name is Rosie O'Donnell and Roseanne Barr. They some real bitches all day long. And there's some black women that I would I would kick them bitches out the goddamn mud hole and have them bitches come in. Hey, Barbara they, Walters is a real is, is a, a real, real bitch. Because Barbara Walters is a real bitch. Because. Daddy, listen. Listen. It's she's a real, she, she's real because when Oprah had Monique's mother on that show and did not tell her that she was going to have her mother on and or, you know, that whole situation, 
uh, uh, Barbara Walter said, listen, her brother had been calling me up. There was no way I would do that to Monique. That's a white woman that's been around from, for years. That's got cachet in the business. But she said, I would not do that. That's our sister. Okay? It doesn't have anything to do with Nothing. her color. Because, well, it does. The color of her spirit jibes with the color of our spirit. But let me tell you how real she was, too, and how cool she was. That's why, Barbara Walters, if you're listening, bitch, I love you. They even tried to write that we were difficult with Barbara Walters and we were disrespectful. Barbara Walters came on the air and said, hold up. I had nothing but a great time with Monique. It was nothing but a mutual respect. And I love her like y'all don't start no shit. But see, when it came down to me saying to Oprah Winfrey out loud, you had my mama on your show. And we ain't discussed that. See, we talked about my brother. She clammed down on me. And some okay. and that ain't got nothing to do with color. That's got everything to do with your heart. That's got everything. everything to do with your heart. And what I've run into is there's a lot of people in this business, baby, that are black. And they feel like once they've been accepted by the white people, now you are now beneath them. And what they don't realize is those same people who are Caucasian have an understanding about loyalty. And though they may take what you're willing to give them, there's a level of respect that they won't have because they see that you're disloyal to your own people. And I forgot the handle who just sent it, but you know what? I could kick it with the aliens, too. I could kick it with the aliens, well, too. We so we ain't, time to time. Right. We ain't going to put Shit. them down. We were just saying if they came with the weapons. But if they wanted to come, <laughs> they probably already here anyway. I personally believe it. But you're right. I would kick him with them, too. And. And, and I want to say this, Daddy, because my mouth. And that's not M-O-U-T-H. It's M-O-W-F. My, my mouth. My, my mouth. My mouth, I was told I would either make a lot of money with it or get beat up. Well, both has happened. Okay? <laughs> both has happened. I done got my ass whipped because of it and I done made the money. Right? But... What I want to say, too, is because I don't think that Oprah Winfrey will ever be courageous enough to have a sit-down conversation with me publicly on Soul Food Sundays. I don't think she'll ever be courageous enough because I see her. I see my sister. But what I would want to tell her is I want to thank you for what you've taught me because there's going to be a little sister coming up behind me. And what you've taught me is is make sure you don't ever make somebody feel like you're better than mm -hmm. or you're greater than. Don't ever make them feel like you can reach out to them, but when they call you, it's like, listen, you know I don't have time for you. I want to thank you for that lesson. I want to thank you, Brother Tyler Perry, for teaching me to always stand true, even when it's not popular. Like my daddy said that night that we gave that speech at the Oscars. Even when it ain't popular. You still got to stand for what's right. Lee Daniels, I want to thank you because what you did in those words saying I was difficult and demanding, you tried to take away the ability for me to have a livelihood. And that handsome devil X who's writing, you all sell your soul to do this. It's like what we look at it and humbly say is this to a, uh, uh, an individual like you <laughs> is if you have a job, if you work for someone and or if you work with yourself, you are going to have to interact with people unless you're some special cat. And it's truth. Had it not been, you point me out. The reason why I point you out, because I want to address what you're saying, handsome. And that is. If you're going to work. There's no shame in that. If you're going to interact with different people, there's no shame in it. The shame is when you're working with people that you know are doing things wrong and you say absolutely nothing. We don't prove or try to pretend to be some people that are above anyone. Because, again, and then I saw someone else that said, yeah, they're down on their own people. We can never be down on our own people because all of our people are the people that exist in this world. Mm, say it, baby. So how could we be down on our people? It just so happened that we were brought into a situation where it is blatantly obvious and was put in our face that 
there were initially Caucasians that were controlling us in the form of slavery. And the 1% that's controlling the situation now is controlling the 99%. And amongst that 99%, there's a great, there's a larger number of Caucasians in that who are going through the same thing that we are going through as well. So we must be, we must be open and honest. And when you say too smart to be fooled, I'd love to see what you do for a living besides bringing something negative to a conversation because if you were doing something of real validity, you would be listening closely to understand that if we are all unified, we're, we're speaking about despite the fact that people may have played us to the left as we all are played to the left. That's even more reason why we have to play by the rules mm. because you can't sit there and condemn somebody for what they're doing wrong and then turn around and do the same thing wrong that they've done to you in order to succeed so if we're ridiculous if we're selling out for that then so be it we will sell out because we believe in the collective unity of one another but we will speak out and speak against not black or white but what is wrong that's it you know i'm gonna tell y'all something because like he said there's some things that i can't say and there's some things that he can't say this man sitting next to me, I've never seen him waver against right. I've never seen him waver against it. So when I hear the people in Hollywood and you hear the little comments, oh, Monique's husband, oh, the husband, oh, the husband, oh, the husband, oh. And I've been privy to most of those conversations he's had. With your top-notch niggas, your top-notch notches, all of them. And what I find is, and as I'm standing there listening to that conversation, you know what makes my man difficult? They can't answer the goddamn questions. Because when the conversation starts going and he says, I'm sorry, but can you explain to me what is it about Monique? That you would offer her this because when you called, you said she was the best person that could do it. But the offer you're giving her says that she's the least person that could do it. What is it about her? And at that point, you know what they always say? Well, we're not trying to argue. And Sid will say, well, I didn't know that we were. I'm simply asking you a question. And that's when the titles come in difficult and demanding. So I'm sitting next to a man that I've watched since I was 14, never waver from fucking right. Never. And watching that movie yesterday, Birth of a Nation, the birth of a nation, and to see those black women look at that man and say, go get it. It let me know, God damn it, you ain't crazy. You know what you got beside you. You know what you got in front of you. You know what you got all around you. You know what you got. So I don't give a fuck about what people saying. They got questions about what is he doing? What is he doing? I see it. I see what he doing. And if people could see behind closed doors, I'm telling y'all, it could be some lessons that you didn't even think you could open your heart up to get. So as he says, we're not calling people out, we're calling them up. Please be courageous enough to listen to a real conversation because without them, y'all, we're going to keep going in the direction that we're going in. And that's we're failing at drastic rates. We are failing. And at Double X, I, I welcome your opinion. I'm you sorry. shouldn't leave because... Here's the thing. If you feel the way that you feel, this allows us to make our point even more valid because the souls that are in here seem to be drawn to this thing called unity. And if that means that one guy out of a group feels differently, hey, man, we love you still. You, you, you are still part of the group. And as much as you speak against it, you will be the ones reaping the benefits from no longer having to drink from a just a black water fountain. You can drink from the regular water fountain. You can do the you can go eat where you want. You'll reap the benefits while we are selling out talking about peace. While we selling out talking about listen, do you see the pattern of disparity? People are not the way they are. Again, a Tyler, a Lee, or they're not the way they are because they're bad people. I'm sure they're great people in the spirit of who they are. But there's a thing called 
uh, self-defense, uh, a defense mechanism, uh, self-preservation. Uh, People are under the impression that they are preserving themselves to the best of their ability. You, If you never have been taught how to fight, then you may initially start to bite. Okay? <laughs> Ain't nobody never taught you how to ball your fist you up and fight. So you got to bite them to get off. Okay, <laughs> What happens is there's a lot of individuals that have not been taught. And it wasn't important them to them to say what was real. So they would say what was false in order to get by. It's the same reason why people who were very light and could pass as white, someone would say, you selling out. Were they? Or were they saying, listen, I can have an easier life if I do it this way. But if you ignore the people that couldn't pass, when you got to the promised land because you were able to pass, then that's when it seemed a little bit different, when you don't care about folks. Mm. But when you pass so that you can lift as you climb, then it's something completely different. And again, it doesn't matter if you're black. It doesn't matter if you're white. This woman and I have sat down and seen situations transpire between people of all colors, but It'll touch our heart because they're people, they're they're entities. If you can have love for an animal, a dog, or whatever, surely you can have love for people. If you can have love for a Christ, a God, a Allah, a, a Messiah, and you've never had the chance to meet those beings personally, how can you be so opposed to loving people who may be of another color of, than you are or the people who are the same color of you. It's mind-boggling, but it's because we oftentimes don't take the time to think about what it is that we're saying and what it is that we're against. Don't be against white. Don't be just for black. Be for right mm. and be against wrong and then make it real simple. All right, you know, but I want to say something to Handsome because I read on there. What I'm saying is true. That's why y'all are attacking me. And it made me chuckle when I read that because the moment people start having real dialogue, people, there are some people that feel like it's an attack. <laughs> attack. And it's like, how did you get to attack when we're simply having dialogue? But in my humble opinion, that's the cowardness yeah. that says I can no longer deal with this conversation. So now I'm being attacked. And we hear that often. That's why it makes me chuckle because I'm like, this cat is the most gentlest person I've ever met. And people will say, oh, he was attacking me or he was trying to bait me in or he was trying. And it's like, well, say the real shit and say, you know what? I'm no longer able to handle this conversation. Now, I say that handsome not to judge you because I've been in that position, too. See, when I no longer could answer the questions, I would say, well, why are you attacking me? And he would say, well, tell me where the attack is coming, and I can no longer answer the shit. So I had to stop saying that and grow up and say, okay, I don't have a response for that. Not I'm being attacked. So it just makes me chuckle when you see adult people feeling like they're being attacked when it's simply a conversation. But now my back is against the wall, so now I'm being attacked. And the cowardly will make the courageous look as if they're antagonists. I'll say it again. The cowardly will make the courageous look like they are the antagonists. When the reality is that sometimes you have to be courageous enough not to be a coward to fight against the antagonists that are trying to take advantage of you. And in you fighting, sometimes a fight is not with your fists. Sometimes it's not even a fight as much as it is a conversation. We're not looking for a confrontation. We're looking for a, conf a conversation. And what throws people off is when we address things directly, though politely, in their mind, there's no way to be able to have this conversation without it being a confrontation. But we're saying it is if we just focus on is what we're saying right or is it wrong? Because if we find out in the midst of what we believe to be one way and we find out we're wrong, 
we are so for right and so against wrong, that mm. is the moment that we would say we apologize because we were wrong. And thank you for showing us. We don't have to fight against you when we find out that we may have been incorrect. We thank you for showing us that we were incorrect because you've just enhanced the quality of our lives and you've given us a chance to show how honorable we must be by saying we were wrong. So this is the reason why we must have these conversations and give the Tylers, the Lee, the Oprahs, the Will Packers of the world an opportunity to say, yes, I made a mistake and show how incredibly honorable you actually are. We talked about it, y'all. We talked about it. And it started with The Birth of a Nation, Nate Parker's film, The Birth of a Nation. And we wanted to show the parallels between then and now with Hollywood. And as we sit here in 2016, is there really a difference? Is there really a difference? Did it really change? Because once you know the history of it, you'll say to yourself, the story keeps repeating itself. The only thing that's changing are the faces. Because as long as the faces are too afraid to speak the truth, the story will stay the same. And I'm, we saying all this to say, too, because I've had people been saying and writing, well, why don't y'all do it yourself? Do your own thing. Well, we did. And if you go to Amazon.com, you can download our Bam. comedy special, Monique, something different, baby. We're going to put it something in Something different. Tell them again. It's go to Amazon.com and download our new comedy special, Monique, something different. We made it so affordable, $2.99 to rent, $7.99 to buy. And if we began to start supporting each other that way. That's man. If we begin to start supporting each other that way, watch what will happen. And it can be done because those women were back in the day. Her name was my rainy. Her name was my rainy. When they tried to sign her up, the shit didn't make no sense. She said, I do real good with the fish I swim with. And that woman left this earth with plenty of money. Her house is now a museum. And she had to depend on no one for her livelihood because she believed in herself and her people. So with this comedy special right here, we need laughter right now. We need need laughter right now, baby. Amazon.com. Download Monique something different because it will make your ass chaka. 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 Take us on home. So we want to thank y'all for joining us today. And we appreciate the ones that are saying we need to see this every day. We appreciate Y'all need to scope every day. We need to talk every day. And I I agree with y'all. We agree with y'all because we believe these conversations will open up your hearts that can open up your mind. And then we as a people can become better. We can become better and keep your thoughts and make them vocal because someone will hear them. And someone who may not look like us or just may will say, you know what? The world needs to hear that because what we're talking about is nothing else other than love, which means letting our vibrations evolve. And when we let our vibrations evolve, Everybody wins. Well, give me some on that one, baby. You I just trying to, you I just trying to. Well, you don't, 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 don't. don't. What happened is this would be some Donald Trump shit up here. Now I done felt all up at the job. Now y'all gonna call oh, me out. He didn't grow me in my pussy. <laughs> okay, you gonna say that on the network? <laughs> that's how we do. We gonna grow up up on the coochie. Oh. Now I'm Billy Bush and you Donald Trump. All right, that's the one. That's not the first. Let's I ain't doing it. I'm not messing with you. I ain't not messing. <laughs> we want to <laughs> We want to thank you my babies. We want to thank you for each and every ear, each and every eye that joined us today on the show and we hope you got something from it. And let's give a shout out to brother Tommy Ford. Yes. Who passed away. Yes. Amen. Everybody that grew up watching Martin, you can't help but love that whole cast. So when you see one of us go, it's like one of us. And we love that brother. Well, also, not only was he on Martin as Tommy. Tell her, baby, that was your dad. He was Nikki Parker's ex-husband Ta- on the my Parkers. Bad. Man, he my was bad. Mel. That's yeah, right. so I'm, I'm, the I'm, baby daddy. I have this huge smile on my face because I look at uh, death differently, you know, and, and people saying they're so sad. And, and, and I understand that. But for me, what a beautiful gift we had when we had him. And I hope mm-hmm. that people that really had that gift personally treated it well, and he treated them well, and everybody has those memories of, that was a cool baby, you know, and, and, and you leave with a smile on your face. So, again, we want to thank each and every one of, yes, 
Well, come on, give your time. Wait, yeah, because you're giving us time now. Right. Shit, she oh, raised yeah, her hand. Hurry up. I'm going to make it really quick. So, remember that time <laughs> when we went, I came out to um, California, make it really fast. I came out and you were doing the Parkers, right? Yes. So, we were sitting upstairs in the office and I had my legs crossed and he was walking up the steps and he said, oh, I was coming up these steps and I saw these really nice legs and then I realized they had hair on them. <laughs> That was Tommy. <laughs> yes, and we was like, well, wait a minute. We don't shave our legs in Baltimore. I didn't at that time, but I do now. Right. We want to thank you for that Tommy <laughs> thank story you for very much, baby. When <laughs> she talks, she say it. In that voice, yeah. Yes, so we want to thank y'all. And we want to thank Rob Lee for sharing that Tommy story. Um, thank them for tuning in the web. To play that it. Monique and Sydney's open relationship. Tell a friend, tell a friend, and tell another friend, and watch what can happen. So we want to thank each and every one of y'all for joining us today on Monique and Sydney's open relationship. I am Monique. And I'm Sydney. And, and like my daddy says, the mind is like a parachute. It is no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. Mwah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.